Hi, Mom Stop listeners. This is Joe, and you are about to listen to season three, episode eight, voicemails. Gotta catch them all. We are so, so appreciative of everyone that listens to the show. Whoever's listening right now in this moment, you are no exception. Thank you so much for finding us here. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. We have been loving the emails and the voicemails we've been getting this month. Please don't stop. Our Gmail is thismomstomps at gmail.com. Our voicemail hotline number is listed in our Instagram bio. So follow us on Instagram, momstomppodcast. And we want you to know that you look great today. You're a great person. You have a big, massive heart. And we have a crazy season coming up and you're going to get through it just fine, honey. You're perfect. And we love you unconditionally. Enjoy the show. We're talking about subscriptions, what we're subscribed to, what we know and what we don't know we're subscribed to. This is what I hate. When you sign up for something and then they say you like, say like Coleman and guy, look at these like boxes, these like little engineer yeah. project boxes. Then they're like, you pay for this annually. You can stop at any time. That's like the fucking, what is it? The fabletics of it all, all that shit. You can become a VIP member all and if I had to, I hate to say it, Savage Fenty, Rihanna, you can be a VIP member. And it's like, all you have to do is sign up for monthly membership. We charge you $50 a month. This is Savage Fenty. Oh. We charge you $50 a month. And then everything's way discounted and you can cancel at any time. But it, I don't know Th- those signing it up and making you cancel. I'm a one-time payment person. Well, I, I'm hoping that the, the, the offer with that is like, once you cancel, you are refunded everything you don't use for the year. Right? Like if for Fenty, s- if you're like, I'm signed up for 2024, but I cancel in April, they're going to give me back May through December. I think if you sign up, they're like, okay, we're going to charge you a monthly fee every month. This is Fabletics too. So they only charge you one thing a month. Right. And you get it, you get it, you get it, but it's up to you to cancel it. And it's like, can you just give us the cheap clothes? Nothing fab about that shit. I'll tell you that right now. This is a thing I just did. Speaking of this, you might have unclaimed property. You should be checking every state you've ever lived in, going mm. to unclaimed property, whatever, Nashville, Chicago, putting in your name, every state I've lived in. I've had money from whatever we're talking about. We're talking about, uh, you know, just like life insurance policy, premiums, blah, blah. I just un- recovered some recently and I had, they had me jumping through hoops. They what? Like, I don't know this service unclaimed property. It's like the state comptroller office. Okay. So every city has one. Gotcha. If you put Chicago, Illinois, Comptroller or unclaimed property, unclaimed mm. money. You can even put unclaimed money. Put your name in. They're going to ask you for your name. They're going to ask you for your birthday, something. They're going to pull up your name. If you have unclaimed money that's just sitting there, you can get it back. 
And Illinois gave me mine like this. They emailed me. They're like, it's on this way, Annie. New York was like, prove it. Prove that you're Annie. Bitch. Show us a, show us a bill from, from when you went, lived at this address. Didn't have one. Oh, I love to keep bills, bitch. I what love the my, fuck? I love my bills. I just I have moved them. Across, I moved across the country with my bills. What the fuck? So I had to provide my marriage certificate, which had my old address on it. Okay. I had to get a what? What do they call them? Notary? Yes. And let's not even talk about a stamp in an envelope. I mean, you're making... Don't do this to the Gen Zers. Don't. X. What are we? X. Millennials. I mean, what am I, what am I thinking? I'm a millennial. Let, you know what, what the deal is? Don't just give us the money. Truly. That is, okay, was it worth going through the hoops? Should I everyone know, do this? I don't know. They said, well, you know, for New Yorkers, we're not obli- obligated to tell you how much it is. Ah, uh, keep us posted, bitch. I'll let you know. Okay. Illinois, I had a whopping $91. But guess what? I was going right into my bank, honey. That's right. That's right. 91 ain't nothing. Ain't nothing. With the holidays right around the corner? I'm going to buy you some Fabletics, bitch. (laughs) Oh, the Fabletics is so fucking cute, but you can't buy... They only give you, like, the decent sale prices if you sign up for the membership. These people are sneaky. And I ain't falling for it. Why are you trying to take money from people who don't have it? They try, they're like, you know what? Let's make this dirt cheap Fabletics. The poor people are stupid. The poor people are stupid. They're going to pay premium for it. Uh, Okay. By the way, we got a lot of emails, a lot of responses to the last, last episode. I feel blessed. Hashtag blessed. We're calling, making the call. First of all, we were like, what's the difference between a biography and an autobiography? And we're screaming people's names. Uh, We're like Claire, Tim, Ben, Ben, Claire Favorite wrote us back. Ben Bowling wrote us back and Tim, Tim, I checked in with Tim personally because I'm screaming, Ben, use, you got a PhD in literature, honey. Let us know. Tell us. I forgot first name, last name. Tim Paul is literally writing a memoir. Writing one. Listen, they came through and answered the call. They came through and answered. And I feel like everyone's going to know the difference, but basically, okay, I'll tell you. Claire went to Google, which was really sweet because she knows we're off. She just gives us the Google. A memoir is a nonfiction narrative in which the author shares their memories from a specific time period and reflects upon them in a string of themed occurrences throughout their life. An autobiography is factual, historical account of one's entire life from beginning to end. Okay. From beginning to end. So what would you say Britney's is? I would say she is giving autobiography. Yeah, but she ain't D yet, babe. She ain't D yet. And and if there's one thing we know about Brittany, there are many chapters to be written. That part. (laughs) And actually, Ben writes back and he says, thank you for asking because this is my PhD is going to be coming in handy. Same, same, same. He says, let's get into it. This is the way. Memoirs, narrative, someone accounts for a period of their time. Autobiography, start to finish. Then he goes on because, you know, he's a professor. He's like, these are my thoughts. I've always thought start to finish the concept of that for autobiographies is whack. His words, not mine. This is him trying to appeal to me, the millennial. Saying I love whack. that. 
And he says, because you're supposed to put down your pen and just die when you finish writing, as you just said. And that he thought that memoir is a little more commonly used if it's like, this is how I remember the story. Mm. And in that way, I'm kind of like, maybe that is Maybe that's what Brits is. But I noticed I read, have you read the book Educated about the person who was like, grew up, her parents were like super religious. And then she like went to college and was like, fuck, I ain't learning some very important things. No, I'm, I'm like giving you, there's a lot. If people have read it, they're like, whoa, why isn't Joe saying this about it? There's a better, like three sentences about it, but I'm, I'm too scared because it's been, I'm too far removed. Okay. But what I remember about that book specifically is that author. And I see this a lot. She goes, this is how I remember the story. Cause she, she had a lot of brothers and sisters and she's like, maybe my, my mom would say something different, but this is my account for it. Yeah. And I don't know. I I don't even know if that's necessary because it's always going to be your account. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, I guess it's a reminder of like, Hey, just letting you know, this is like one person, but yeah, it's almost unnecessary. Bitch, when you take the stand, you take the stand. We're asking one person, you know, the jury is listening to you. Ears open. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that okay, so that's well, the difference. I'm glad to know because if you if you tested me on that before today, before this moment, I wouldn't know what the difference was. So thank, thank you. Thank you. And thank you because you just saying that sentence reminds me. Another thing I did not know before last week's episode is we're talking about mammograms, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, and by the way, I'm also, maybe I think my prostate exam is coming up. This is insane. And we were just, we were like, oh yeah, is that coming up? I'm like, yeah. And then we post that. This is insane. We're raising kids. We're, we've been humans. Wait a minute. But I know that women don't have prostate, but you said it. I was like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Girl, this is lost on me. I was telling Annie because then first name, last name, Linda Orr was like, and by the way, (laughs) actually you do Linda's voice. I can tell you for a fact, okay, that Joe (laughs) does not have a prostate. (laughs) And and I, I was humbled. I go, maybe I should not be off Google. I I said to Peter and Annie, I go, if someone said, put a gun to my head, if someone was quizzing me, they go, men and women both have prostates. I would have gone like this. Yep. True. Girl. Uh, uh-uh. Linda I was wanna, like, you can get your colon checked, bitch. Colonoscopy. <laughs> Don't get confused. Let me tell you something about the Cologuard though. Here we go. Okay. Cologuard, you know, you shit in a box, you send it away, and they pre-screen you. I did not know that. Come on. You've seen the commercials, a little Cologuard box. He's like, it's me. I'm a little cartoon box. And he's trying to make it all friendly, a little box that you shit into. No, I've never seen that commercial. But now, I, obviously, since we're talking about it, my phone will catch up. Yeah, obviously. Your phone's listening. Um, well, I I can't remember if this is for a certain age group who don't fit or who are fitting a certain, uh, uh, you know, they, they don't have colon cancer in their family, right? A screening for them, in other words. Yeah. So if you're like a healthy 40 or 50 year old, you get to shit in the box 
uh, versus go get your colonoscopy. Okay. To that I say, if that's true, where it's like time comes where we have to start getting colonoscopies, I say, thank you, shitbox. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you much rather, I mean, both humiliating, but wouldn't you much rather mail your shit in a box? I can say definitively, no, I don't think I, I I, I never, what? It doesn't feel as official, does it? There's something about this. This is interesting because the whole like porn industry, I'm like, I am like, can't watch because I'm thinking about the actors. Now I'm like, I can't shit in the box because I'm thinking about the mailman. They got to know what that colonoscopy box looks like. Oh, they know that little box smiling back at them. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God is right. I mean, you know what I would most be interested in shitting into this box to see how these people came up with the packaging for it. They are the geniuses. If you're like, guys, we got to figure out a way to package feces and get it to the labs. Yeah, they get they go get in the boardroom, get in the Sinopolis boardroom, cash. We need to think of a casual box that people are going to feel comfortable putting shit in. What are we lining it with, people? How are, are we, we sealing it? This is why now I'm kind of like now I'm I would rather yeah I'll toss some shit in a box. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Who knows if it's truly like a swab? You know, it could be a swab's like like COVID situation. Well, when Peter and I were in the Peace Corps, we were definitely giving poop samples. Okay, so you're Twice not new to year. this industry. Well, to the doctor, he'd literally be like, "Okay," and then poop in this because he's looking for worms. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's looking for worms. Okay. I'm. I'm. I said I'm off Google. I always say I'm off Google, but I just looked colonoscopy procedure up, and the image search, just the drawings. Like, I, I think I've thrown it in the, I think I've thrown my poop in the box. <laughs> okay. We're moving on. We okay. need to move on from moving this. Moving on. We've lost Irene Marquette for sure. She's gone. She's, She's gone. been gone. She knows all this information. <laughs> she knew it at like 10 years old. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. What, oh, Rihanna might be going on tour. Have you yeah, seen? What the hell? With new music, maybe albums on the way. I don't know. I wonder if her people were like, let's just say it and see how people respond. Girl with a new baby. Two. Right. But like, she's still nursing. But I saw that a couple places. Oh my gosh. Okay, Beyonce came out with a new trailer for the Renaissance film. Oh, yes. And at the end... We just want to take it back to our Vegas review of seeing her live in in concert. And Joe had this moment at the end when she's singing Summer Renaissance. Uh, She speaks into the microphone. You're beautiful. I love you, Vegas. This isn't over. This isn't the end. We'll be back. Or like, yeah, something. The Renaissance isn't over. Yes, And then she continues with the song. So, you know, we were all thinking like, could it be that she, what, what did that, what did that mean? So she includes it into the trailer. Here we go. As like the last, like. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's coming. That, that trailer that she just released, it was giving me Coachella documentary. 
For sure. I'm like, are we using the same voiceover? What the hell? I know. Or is she speaking into the same cell phone that she used to? <laughs> it's very, <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw a meme Let's that go. was $10 million for you to never hear a Beyonce song again. And this man was like, $10 million to do something I don't already do. I'll take it. But I thought, okay, let's, let's make that a challenge for you and me. Let's say $100,000 to never listen to a Beyonce song again. Would you take it? Yes. Okay. You would take the $100,000. 100. Easy. You, you never get to hear the new songs. This would be me every day. Girl, this new song. <laughs> it's beyond We're jamming. I have to like leave the clubs early. I'm supposed to be at the club. I'm like, well, I don't know. I you have get to get shot on site. I get tackled by the $100,000. Yes. I think I could do it for, I would do it for $10,000. That's probably the lowest I'd go. Wow. But I love her and I love her music. Yeah. And it's like, especially this know. last album. I mean, I listened to it ad nauseum. I, I, in earnest, like, enjoyment. Yeah. It's so good. But here's what I'll say this is no diss to her. Me taking that money is no diss to her. It's just that there is so much music and so much good music. Now, if you said, like, would you stop listening to like music period for a hundred thousand dollars. I don't know if I could. No, no, no. That's not the, that's not the, I know, but I'm just saying like, I think she would be missed, but there is a lot of good music out there. So you'd be fine. I think I could do it for 10,000. Renaissance two comes out. Here we go. Act two comes out. Okay. It's a double sided record. Okay. It's called A size and B size. B <laughs> B E Y size. Okay. And the album is gold. It's solid gold. Mm, and people are saying As it will be. <laughs> this is better than Whitney Houston. This is better than Kanye West. This is better. She's got all the artists collaborating with her on it. Including Rihanna. Including Britney Spears. But you took the 10,000. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, this okay. woman is powerful. That could happen. What you described could happen. Totally. Yeah. I guess I would take, I mean, I'm not working enough, girl. Okay. If I was like, if I had a steady job, I'd probably be like, you sound crazy. Let's move on. I'm like, $10,000? Yeah, I can miss the album. $10,000. We had some good times, girl. Now we're, we're past. We got to go. What about you? I would do it for 50. That would be the lowest. Okay. And I can't ever let my husband hear this. Right. Like, obviously. That, yes. Yeah. And Brittany's status quo. People are still loving the autobiography. She's still dancing, doing her twirls. Oh, speaking of Brittany. You know the part in her... her Memoir. Yes. I actually wish I had bookmarked it for the podcast. Um, Lynn Spears posted some pictures of her closet saying, I never threw your dolls away, Brittany. 
Remember, she's like, my favorite dolls, you threw them away. Baby, I know exactly what you're talking about because she brings up the dolls twice. And she Lynn comes the- with the receipts with a photo and then Brittany responds to it. <gasps> what? Brittany responded to it on Instagram and it was pretty good. O-M-G. Look at this. Okay, this is why. Brittany posted this photo up before... Uh, Oh, back in the day, okay, 2003 versus 2008, a picture of her and Taylor Swift. The caption for this is blah, 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 Taylor Swift, blah, 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 blah. P.S. Mom, I love you so, so much, but there were three dolls in the cabinets when I went home two years ago. Kind of really weird you would take them out and then put them back in. So messed up. Nope, I don't want them. Keep it all. Honestly, I don't care anymore. Honestly, though. She's like, bitch, don't come with those photos. I wrote the book. I lived my life and you ain't a part of it. Biatch. Wow. You better, you better not post photos of those dolls. This is just, again, my, uh, my thing with Lynn Spears is like, why is she never doing the right thing by her daughter? Yeah, you know, know, I I don't mean to mom shame, but like the right thing to do is to like, maybe she is doing this, check on her, go over there, go over there with the dolls, ask her if she wants them, say, I'm so sorry, I read the book. Yeah. This This is bullshit. This is not what a mom does. It's not what a mom does. Okay. We just, we deleted it all, but I did reveal to Annie who I think her next husband would be. And sometimes and that- <laughs> Cutting Room 4 has the best content that you will never hear. Just know that that is coming. We we like to keep the worst parts for the podcast. 100%. Okay. Well, wh- I can't... The thing is, is like, I can't just be saying like, this is going to be her next husband and be that wrong, especially after last week, fully convinced I had a prostate. You know, I just... <laughs> I can't just take another L like that. You know what I'm saying? Is what I'm Bitch. saying. It, that is what's happening here. Okay. okay. Imagine if you shit into that box and they're like, you have a prostate. Um, that I was go. your test result. I literally go, yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Kind of. Get Linda on the horn. Okay. I want to tell you a funny story that happened to me in choir last week. Oh, we are on guy. this, we're on this app as a, as a choir. This is kind of like our little personal Facebook for our, it's not Facebook, but it's a different app. It lets us communicate, share music files, talk to each other, update, blah, blah. We get this message from the organizer of the choir. Hey guys, special guests coming to visit us. Pop, pop in and rehearse, pop in on our rehearsal. Okay. What does that mean? What pop in on our rehearsal? You know, this is LA, Los Angeles. We're going to have someone pop into the choir rehearsal. We're going to have somebody pop in. There's a variety of people that could show up. As mentioned, we'll have a special guest visiting um, our wonderful choir. Here's a quick promo video of their previous production. Okay. And it's called Both. B-O-T-H. A Hard Day's Silent Night. Both. A Hard Day's Silent Night. And it's this little promo video. It's about four minutes long. 
It is one of the most terrifying videos I've ever seen. It looks like an improv promo video. You know, it's people being happy, adults waving, hugging each other. There's some people singing. There's some people talking. Uh, it just looks like lunatic adults out of their mind, crazy excited. I want no part of this, right? Yeah, you you get the video and you go, okay. Girl, this is some Tara D shit. <laughs> okay. And you could keep that in. Okay. But... The first comment from our choir on this app was OMG Jason Page, a.k.a. the guy who sings the Pokemon theme song. Excuse me. I'm nerding out right now. Okay. okay. We have an audience plant. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody's like, oh, yeah, it is Jason Page. So Jason Page, who I never knew, but he's the guy who sings, gotta catch them all. Right? Okay. He shows up on Wednesday with this woman, this businesswoman, and Jason shows up at our break. They walk into the choir. Our instructor's like, please have your snacks inside the choir because you're going to be getting a presentation. So we have our snacks inside, inside the room. Sorry, inside the room. In comes Jason Page with this businesswoman click-clacking her heels he is dressed head to toe in like affliction, like skulls, crossbones, like trying to be cool LA rock star, <laughs> Z list celebrity. Do you know what I okay. mean? Okay. Yes. And she kind of starts, she's like, We're so excited to talk to you about this production. We've been doing it for several years. I'm like, What is this? Is this fucking timeshare pitch? Like, what is going on yeah. here? Yeah. And she goes, Now I'll let Jason take it away. And then Jason, I'm stressed, uh, uh, performs a six-minute clip, uh, performs a six-minute presentation of this production. I I have no other way to describe what he did to us in that. (laughs) He's like, yes, so everybody likes the Beatles, right? And then I created this musical production where we take Beatles songs to the nativity story, right? So like baby Mary, uh, Mary's giving birth and she's singing, help, I need somebody. Full out singing to a bunch of us eating seaweed snacks, bitch. <laughs> I mean, full energy, full energy. He does about 10 songs like that. He goes through the whole thing and some of the old ladies are cracking up. They're they like, love it. We love this. I was in the first row. I was like this. <laughs> happy for him, but I, could, I couldn't hide my shock. Yeah, he did. He performed for us. And um, the pitch was like, please come be part of the choir. Be, be The choir is a big part in the show and we, we need more singers. And, and here's what the... Uh, Here's what we would have you do. We, we need you to be at re- these rehearsals. These are the performance times. Um, we're trying to make it bigger every year. Sometimes we have these uh, Broadway producers, celebrities come watch the no. show. Um, anybody, anybody seem like they're interested? I couldn't have my hands crossed harder. I was like this. And these old women were like, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> the businesswoman with her was like, fabulous. I'll pass around a sheet. You can put your information on it. I, um, uh, I can't wait for you to watch this video. I just, 
couldn't believe what was happening to us and that they were given the time to pitch this to us. It's really fucked up. It, I mean, whoever was like, oh my gosh, Jason Page of Pokemon, that person is his friend. And they, they are the person. Who, so, so you got to pull her aside at break this week. Yeah. Yeah. And just be like, babe, I know what you did last here's, summer. Here's the best part I left out. Businesswoman before she introduces Jason Page. And now I'm going to turn it over to Jason Page. You might know him for, as a lead singer of Yada Yada Band. You might know him as the singer of the Pokemon theme song. Here he is, Jason Page. And we're all like clapping. And he goes, don't forget, Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> <laughs> like he did that. And he was like, bitch, don't forget my Subway credit. Dude, so the voice is there. He still has it. He still got it, baby. Okay, so... Okay. You're talking about Jason Page. I, I Google Jason Page, Wikipedia page. It's a long, big page, which I can only assume he's written for himself. He wore a t-shirt that said Jason Page on it under his no. affliction jacket. No, no, Jason no. Page, he goes, always be branding Subway, eat fresh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You're telling the story. I'm, I'm getting the visual of him. I'm not reading. I'm listening to you. Mm. But I have it pulled up so we can discuss if we need to discuss. And I just see... Second to last paragraph, the word circumcision highlighted. And then I like read this and it says page as opposed to infant circumcision. I'm surprised he didn't plug that bitch. Girl, having undergone a botch one during his own infancy for (laughs) he's coming out here fighting for (laughs) his mother. Charlie page stated that she regretted having him circumcised. He okay. called her. He goes, I need you to go on record, bitch. I'm making my Wikipedia page. Do you regret it or not? He oh, performed and released a song called Circumcision, a parody of Stevie Wonder's Superstition. No, he didn't. Yes, he did, girl. Well, you know what? Jason Page is out there making a name for himself out there creating a whole uh, Christmas production uh, base and has the rights to perform Beatles songs. He's doing something right. The hard days, silent night. I mean, he was telling us he was, he sung at least eight songs in that presentation, six to eight songs. He was like, and these women were like, yes, because it's like the, it's, you know, you get it. It's the Beatles songs set to the nativity story. Yeah. I just thought maybe you and Pete might like to go to that. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you damn dare. Oh. Okay. All right. Um, we've got some voicemails. I think Let's we should maybe it. go through them. Okay. So first name, last name, Daphne Arnold. Emails us a couple of voice memos. Love it. And we not, we don't really listen to these. We just like... Save them and then play them. So you're getting live. Yeah, like our reaction. We 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 don't I, listen to them until the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So she sent us two. I'm leaning in. Hi, moms. It's Stephanie Arnold. I am back from the grave of depression and Aww, back all caught up on all my mom stop episodes. Um, I have to admit, I'm a little bit sad that I am all caught up and that I don't have some waiting in the wings. Um, it took me about two weeks to catch up from March 
And now I'm headed back from lunch where you all have kept me company the last um, two weeks. Um, and I'm going to open the care package that I won from Patreon. I um, oh embarrassingly put it in a closet because I was ashamed that I wasn't caught up. And so, um, oh my gosh, now I am. So I get to go open it and I'm excited, but I wanted to give a little plug for everyone to join the Patreon. That is some real content over there. Of course, we all love the, um, normal episodes of mom stomp, but you have to go to Patreon to hear some raw, um, real life shit. So, um, I have a bunch of notes, but I don't feel like that would be a good use of podcast time or y'all's time to listen to those. So I will, um, cover those notes with first name, last name, Lauren Derner. Um, but I do have a quick little story. I know I always leave really long memos, but, um, last night was Halloween and I just had like a really bad day at work and, um, I just was not in the mood. I was not in the headspace for it. And my wife even offered to take the kids by herself trick or treating, but I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss trick or treating with my kids. And so, um, I went, but even in the moment I felt kind of guilty about going whenever I was in such a mood. Um, Mm. and I just didn't want to like ruin it for them. Um, I, I personally have a hard time with wanting things to be perfect for my kids. Um, and so at the end of the night, um, I think just to get some like validation for myself, but I, I asked my son, um, if he had a good Halloween, um, he's almost eight and, um, he like without missing a beat just said, yeah, it was, it was great great day, great Halloween and gave me a little hug. And I realized that it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, kids don't need perfection. They just need their moms. And so, um, I'm tearing up a little bit, but, um, please do not send a wellness check on me. I'm totally fine. Checking in on me unplanned. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Um, I love you all. Please never stop making mom stomp. Um, and I'll talk to you next time. Dude, that was so sweet. Oh my God. We love hearing from you, Daphne. Oh my gosh, Daphne. We we know we got some cookies in that box, girl. Do, do not eat. <laughs> You're gonna be sending your <laughs> alert, alert. There might be some mold growing on some of the product in there at this point. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for her to open it. And also, oh yeah, I'm sorry you've been feeling that way. I've also been going through bouts of depression here and there too. So I fucking feel you. Same. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And I, that was such a real, and it is really hard when you're kind of going through some stuff and you just need space or you just need to relax and you do not get that time as a parent. Or if it is offered to you, like if your, your, your partner is like, I will take over there is a guilt that settles in of like, well, uh, am I being selfish or I don't want to miss on this specially important day, you know, and, and, and so you feel extra bad because you, you want to be there, but then, and then you run in your head of like, but I don't want to be a bad version of myself and, and ruin their, you know, it's just layers of guilt and like yeah. feeling bad. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm so glad he had, a. you know, of course they had a good time. And like what you were saying, like, we're so hard on ourselves. So hard. It doesn't need to be perfect. They just need their, their parent with them. Yeah. Yeah. Their parents. That was such a sweet voicemail. So sweet. And vulnerable. And I'm so touched that she's been catching up with us. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, hon. That's really sweet. Send us, send us the notes privately. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, we need those notes. So, and then I'll play her other one. Hi, moms. It's Daphne Arnold. I was calling today with a thought and a question. Um, today is my daughter's second birthday and, um, I am struggling with how to make it seem special or how to recognize it. Um, I feel like a lot of my friends that have kids, um, will do like a family only type party, um, until the kids kind of get old enough to have school friends, um, or whatever to come and celebrate. Um, that's not really an option for us both because we don't have anyone, um, nearby for that kind of party, but also I'm not sure that that is the best way to celebrate my kids. Um, if you have a dysfunctional family, um, sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, there's no way you're listening to this. Um, I'm not sure that I would want them around for a party or would even feel like that would be a celebration for my daughter. So, um, we will definitely like, you know, celebrate her in some way, um, with presents and cake and her favorite foods and doing her favorite things. Um, but I think I am just struggling as a mom to figure out, um, what kind of traditions to do, um, and how to make it feel special. So just curious if you all struggle with that at all and, or do you have any ideas about, um, either a reframe that I can do for myself or, um, just sharing maybe how you make things special for your kids. So, um, I love you all. Um, I do also want to add, I always do this where I think of like 10,000 things I want to talk about, but, um, I do want to add, I am, um, so thankfully you shared your birth stories back in season one, um, episode 40. And I am still pissed about the way that you all were treated by your providers. Um, it sucks. And, Honestly, after I listened to those episodes, I thought, like, do I need to become a doula? But then should I also be called something that's not a doula? Because people that would never want to hire a doula um, would still get the appropriate amount of support. Like, I, I've never wanted to work in the medical setting, but I just valued my... Um, midwife's practice so much that they treated me with so much respect and let me take the lead, even though I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I think every woman should have just unending support. Like I think with 
the way that society has changed. Like a lot of us haven't seen other people in labor before. Um, I did get to see first name, last name, Lauren Derner in labor. Um, but that's the only person like, I don't, I I don't have family that I'm close with that, um, I got to be around for births of kids. So I feel like a lot of women are just uneducated, um, about their options, about what the process is going to be like, about what's normal and what's not in pregnancy and especially in childbirth. Um, and we all share our stories with one another, but it's kind of like after the fact. And I never want to scare anybody that's pregnant. Um, I just want every woman and or person that gives birth to like feel held and supported and protected and empowered. Um, there is nothing more powerful than birth, whether no matter how that looks, C-section, whatever it's powerful. So anyway, it's literally giving life. That's what it is. Okay. Sorry. Off the soapbox. Okay. I love you both. Um, talk to you later. Bye. Listen, first name, last name, Daphne Arnold, first name, last name, Lauren Derner, our friends that listen to the pod, our Patreon members. We know them and love them as, as listeners, but they're they're best of friends, and we learn more and more about them from their yeah, emails close. and from calling in. Getting chills when she says friendship. Lauren is in the hospital. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I recall and, Lauren commenting on our Patreon once that was like, I'm so blessed that I get to hear your friendship. I feel the same way that absolutely. we get to witness their friendship too. And I'm also kind of learning more and more and more. These two voicemails from Daphne Arnold. Daphne's an empath. She feels the feelings. Yeah. She's thinking and feeling. Yeah. I always say, like, if you're thinking, I hope that this is happening and I don't want to, I want my kid to feel special. Just the fact that you are thinking about this puts you, like, way ahead of everyone else. Totally. I guarantee no matter what you are doing, yeah. It's, I mean, you even mark. said that you like made a special with her favorite food, blah, 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 and cake. And as she was talking and you're probably better at like, I feel like you always have like little traditions and things that you do and, and you're really good about that stuff. But I was thinking about, you know, two years old, how they truly have no memory from that time, but that doesn't mean you still don't want to make it special. But thinking back and when I'm showing Joey, photos. I'm like, do you remember any of this? And it's mostly important to just have like one standout photo or one standout memory or keepsake or tradition you do. Like, like you, you talked about the quote book and now I'm starting to do the quote book and it's like really special. But what if it's like, okay, every day for your birthday, I asked you what your dreams are, you know, starting at two years old. Right. And we, keep a little keepsake of that. It could be special because otherwise the party, like who you're inviting, all that minutia, I truly don't, it, 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 while it's nice, truly is not the thing. It's not the thing. Yeah. Here's what you do for the party. Until they can say, I want this person at my party, you invite the people that make you happy. Whatever the fuck you want. And then if that, if that is just your wife and your kids and your Obviously, Lauren Turner, there's no chance Lauren wouldn't be there, but just the people that make you happy and will celebrate and will celebrate your kid. So, but one thing that we do do is to do like an annual New Year's Day check-in. 
and it's kind of funny. Just a few. It's <laughs> have so you been cute. asking the same questions? Same questions. Yeah. Okay. And I honestly wish we just kept it to like three or four questions. We've got a list of questions like, mm. what's your favorite subject? Like, so what's your favorite TV? What's your favorite song? All very kind of generic. And it's kind of, what do you want to, what's one thing that you want to do when you get older? Um, what's your favorite place to visit right now? Who's your favorite person in your life? And it's funny to hear like guy like classically hates broccoli. And there is like one year where we're like, what's your favorite food? And he's like, broccoli. And he's like so happy. (laughs) And it's so fun to see that. But anyways, that is kind of something I would recommend to any family to just do like a, try to do like a consistent annual, like video check-in. Keep it like short. Don't ours are too long. So now when we watch them, cause we like to go back and watch them when we make a new one afterwards. Yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm uh, thinking about like, I, I would also like to continue this tradition. My mom would do with me, um, for Christmas, uh, but you could absolutely do it for birthday is she would get those little felt ornaments and it, they're very easy to sew. And for a long time, you know, I couldn't, sew. I would just kind of like watch her sew them. And then I started to like, sew the beads on with her and then we we would use them on the tree or, or hang them around the house and like something even like that, that's like a keepsake that you could do with them. Or maybe that's too involved, like, but it could be something like that where it does feel like a little gift. Um, but yeah, I, I actually was talking to somebody, um, in Joey's class, a mom in Joey's class. And she was saying, this will be the first year she's giving her child a party. Um, so, and, and that child's turning six. So like the party thing is like, I don't know, like you said, until they can start asking for those things. And the kid was like, I want a party with a cake. Yeah. You know, it didn't really matter beforehand. And this is all old news to Daphne who's already had one child, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I heard, so coming up on a second birthday, I know my, I know a good friend of mine, she's way into birthdays and she has like the gifts. It's almost like Christmas Mm. and she has the gifts out and ready to go when the kids come down the stairs. I I would say like just on a blanket, like, is there like a birthday tradition you know of? No, you make the rules. I don't know of any one thing that people are like a couple people do them. I think this is really like specific. So it's like, if you want to start a tradition, like yeah. I think they would really appreciate it, but I think you have time. Yeah. Yeah. I, also something for me that made yeah. me feel like I was doing something right is, um, one posed photo. That's like, okay, th- you, this year you did Spider-Man. I want to see everybody in their Spider-Man acts like doing Spider-Man. And it was so cute. And then like, you've been really good about taking photos, but like, having the photo at the birthday party of like the family together just to document that it happened. And yes. Like, ha- truly. I mean, cause you don't, you're taking pictures of your kid. You might be taking pictures of them smiling with their present, but just being, having someone take your photo. Let me say this. You got, if you're having a birthday party, pick a friend and, and actually out loud say to them, could you take pictures today? Yeah. Would you mind? I'm going to tell you about a million percent. No one's going to mind. It's going to give them something to do. That's not small talk. 
Yeah. It's like, oh, great. I don't, I don't have to pretend to be a smoker to get away from people. What? You know what I'm saying? But I do think it's like, I like to talk to people and it's a good way to talk to people and kind of move on. Yeah. Wait, what else did she say? Okay. So okay. Oh, and the birth story stuff. Yeah. Go. Okay. Okay. Yes. You know what I thought was really cool when she was like, I kind of want to join like the medical community, not like that, but be part of like helping women, give, people give birth. I wouldn't want to be called the midwife, right? Or the uh, doula. And I thought that's such a, a brilliant thing of like changing the name of it just to make it more appealing. And then I was thinking like, why aren't we given an option in a hospital to have a midwife or doula? It's like, okay, Joe, um, I, this, you're, you're in labor or, you know, this is the hospital you're going to give birth at. This is the person we've assigned to be your midwife. Would you like to opt out? You know what I mean? Just fucking give it to everybody. Just give it. I'm so, I'm so mad. I didn't look into that stuff because it sounds like a damn dream. Yes. We had that class that we like love so much with the midwife. And just having, I think it needs to be like, Daphne, if you did this, like, I think you'd have to get certified as like a hype woman, Mm. literal, like I'm going to be a hype woman because that, or a friend. And even like when she was like, we don't watch each other's births. I, we don't, I mean, not even, I would never, I would never dream to assume I would be watching any of my friends. I would never, I just wouldn't cause it is pretty private. Yeah. And I was kind of like a feral cat. Like I wanted to go in a corner and not tell anyone and be like very private. But now in hindsight, I'm like, how nice would that have been if like all of superhuman was there? Oh my gosh. And we were hanging out and that's like normalize that. And I'm like, why is it that, that my instinct was to be separate in a way? And I'm like, is that because we are hard on ourselves and like, we don't want to be judged and we don't, because believe me that my thing was not like, I need to connect with Peter in this moment. Yeah. But I had so much anxiety, but I, I wish, I wish culturally it was like, your girls are coming in. Yeah. It's like Like everyone at the bachelor party. Yeah. Who, who from the shower is coming? Yeah. Everyone's going to kind of hang out. Man, you're right. I, I don't, you're asking if it's like, was that, why is the natural response to like, I don't know if it is because birth is something that doesn't happen to everybody. And it's, it's such a big thing. I think, I think it's all, we only know what to do by example and by way of like stories and society. So I think we were just programmed to feel that we're supposed to be alone. Yeah. You know, like it's a thing between you and your doctor or you and your spouse, right? But yeah, man, now that you said that, I was like, I would love to have had superhuman there just chatting away while I was fucking laboring. Yeah. Just be like, oh, this is normal or whatever. Or be like, Annie, you're not feeling good. Let me go talk. You got, who's going to go talk to the doctor now? I'm going to go flag him down. Could you imagine first name, last name, Megan Johns in that bathroom or in that room being like, okay, I'll go figure it. You know, like whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I and also first name, like, last name, Christine Boucher. Like, bitch, I bought you some Mad Libs, and then I just took talked to the <laughs> anesthesiologist, and he's on his way. <laughs> exactly. 
it is, it, 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 well, anyways, it's interesting to think about even when we were in Suriname in the Peace Corps and I was like 22 or 23 and they were like, blah, 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 having a baby. Do you want to go watch? And I was <gasps> like, I, I should have jumped. I want to, to go watch, wow. but I thought it's not appropriate. Like, I don't, I don't want, it was so American Indian, like kind of like mm. I what it's. Nope, you do your thing. I'm like, they wouldn't have asked if they didn't yeah. give a shit. And they were all going. They were like, we're rolling. See ya. You want to come? I was like, wow. give her her privacy. Weird. Wow. Mm. That's telling. Telling. Yeah. Okay. And we have a, a voicemail from first name, last name. Andy Junk. Okay, Daphne, thank you so much for calling in. We love you, girl. Absolutely obsessed with you, Daphne. Okay, wait. And then our last voicemail. Annie and Joe, it is Andy Junk. I uh, <laughs> I just got to say, I, I, even leaving a voicemail right now feels foolish to me because I, I had to stop mid-episode after listening to Ben and Jonathan's voicemail last week. It was so good. <laughs> it was so perfect, and I loved it. The dynamic between the two, yes, the color so commentary good. coming from Jonathan and like just absolute dynamite voicemail. I know it's insane to call and just compliment a voicemail so effusively, but it was so <laughs> great and uh, worthy, I would say, of the Mom Stomp podcast of which you held uh, set such a high standard that I absolutely delight in listening to. Anyways, hope you're well. You don't have to place on the podcast, but I love you both. Bye. Andy. It's fucking on. You're worthy, my man. You're worthy. Andy knows what to say. I mean, we were die- We were all dying over Ben and John. Ben and John, I hope you realize Andy Junk would be the first in line to help you fix your car. He loves you. Absolutely. And and, he, and he's a performer in New York City, okay? This, is a, this ain't coming from someone at Old Burger. <laughs> yeah, this ain't some of coming from Old Burger, babe. This isn't someone at Olber who just had a workout and he's talking about, that's your son. This is Andy Junk walking the streets of New York City, probably from an audition to a rehearsal. Yeah, babe. We got, we got good people here showing the love. That part. Okay. Thank you for calling in, Andy. We need to do Andy Junk Minute. We have to do an Andy Junk Minute. I'm going to think about it this week and then we'll come at it. Okay. Basically, let's be honest. Jason Page, Pokemon, that was Andy Junk Minute. Let's go. I mean, I'm looking at the clock right now. It's 9.22. Yeah. It's 9.22 p.m. Okay, delete this, delete this. No, right, it's, sorry, sorry. that's that's your birthday. Yeah, well, I've been, like, doing screen grabs of it. Well, it's been in between episodes. I'll do screen grabs every time it happens. And 9.11. Um, and it's very frequent. But it truly is, like, bitch, it's because it's your birthday. It's nothing else. Numbers don't mean anything. All right, it's, delete all of this. It's the ghost checking in. They're Let's sending go. you messages. The ghost. ghost, first name, last name, Jenny Lansinger is shaking her head. Yes. It's <clears> the ghost. If you go like this, it's the ghost. It's anytime you kind of notice something like, I noticed 1023 all the time. Actually, when you left the house the other day, you go, it's 911. When you're in the car. I go, I know that. You knew that, what I was talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I say, I didn't say a damn thing. I just wave goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I hope the ghosts don't take the wheel. 
She said, bye, ghost. Get out of my house. Well, the boys were getting ready to run, but I was like, oh, I know exactly why Annie's bringing it up. Because when she looks at the clock, it says 9-11 or it says 9-22. For me, it's 10-23. And we know every one of you has a number like that. And if you and don't have a number like that, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. 11-11 is kind of a classic. Oh, yeah. That is a classic. That's the classic one. That's the one that makes you feel happy. Okay. You're like, or lucky or whatever. By the way, Annie knows this. I saw her earlier today. I'm re- I read Fourth, Fourth Wing, this book everyone's going crazy mm-hmm. for, overnight. Overnight. And one day. It's 500 pages. Let's not, I didn't sleep, okay? It's a, if you're thinking this episode feels weird, it's because I'm not running on anything right now. But I was telling Annie right before we got on the Zoom, I was looking at a little TikTok, as I like to do. I like to see what the little fantasy fans are saying about Fourth Wing. And a couple of them were like, this book is AI. And I thought it could be. Because did it make you sad? That did make me sad. But then sad because I liked the book, but sad because I could totally see it. I'm like, because it's got a little Harry Potter, a little Divergent, little Hunger Games, little Quarter Rose. I mean, it. It's coming, babe. This, this, be, everybody be prepared to be entertained by AI. Okay. And it's all, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But we're all going to about to be entertained by AI. And this, this AI, they're coming with the erotic scenes. I'm reading this book. It's like fun. It's good. I, I'm getting like fully 300 pages in, 400 pages in. Like, I didn't know it was going to be a romance. I thought it's like fantasy. And, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, I can read this to Coleman Guy, dragons, dragon college, whatever. And I get to the love scene and it's like seven pages. Seven pages of erotic, explicit uh, material. It's long. I'm like, I like that stuff and I'm like skimming it. I'm like, yeah, hey. no wonder you didn't sleep, bitch. <laughs> you little pervert. Your heart was thumping. Isn't it crazy how so many people have read the same sex scene? Yeah, I was thinking about the, actually the author before I thought she was AI. I was like, are her friends like cracking up? Like they talk about it at dinner parties. What's happening? Right. Here? She's like, it, does she have to be like, I never done this or I had done that? Like, do you know what I, I mean? I have a challenge. Here we go. I can't. For me to write one? Go, go. I have go. a challenge for both of us to write a. One paragraph, erotic scene. It doesn't have, it could be anything. It could be full on sex. It could be the lead up to sex, but it needs to be erotic. And we will submit them anonymously and let the viewers guess who wrote what. We will have Ben read both of them. Oh my God. We got, we're going to email Ben and see if he will. We will do this. O M. She and no AI allowed, bitch. No chat GPT. I know. Okay, that's a good thing that we said that aloud. One paragraph. Okay, we gotta text. We gotta email Ben and see if he can. Yeah. O M G. Now that is going to increase listenership. Maybe. I'm ner- I'm actually nervous. You said the challenge, and I turn red. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Yes, you can, bitch. You start typing away. (laughs) 
my palms were sweating as his hands approached my hips. <laughs> you got this. Okay, I'm going to come at it from a place of like this is inspired by the stuff the stuff I'm reading. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think I imagined this in my head. I need you to go nasty, girl. I need you to go <laughs> I need you to go wild. Oh, M G. I need you okay. to be wild and kinky. Kink. I need kink. Oh my god. Finger up to my prostate, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Pressing on my prostate. Oh, I'm ready for this. Okay, this is fun. Okay. We should probably end the episode. This is long already. Yeah. Huh? Okay. What yes, it is. Say? It is long. It's long. No, it's Thanksgiving long. is coming. A couple weeks away. Yeah, we're going to have another episode. Well, we might be off that week of the pod. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Joe and I are decided for Black Friday, we're going to hit the beach. On Black Friday, you can meet me at, meet us at the beach. Heard of it? And we won't be buying a damn thing. By the way, if you're listening, you buy shit on Black Friday, Dumbledore claps you. You get those discounts. Go get them. love em. that. We didn't even know they existed. I'm telling you. That, but let me, let me tell you this. On Thanksgiving dinner, when they're passing stuff around, I'm going to be like, I can't decide if I want to do a second helping. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to feel puffy for the beach. <laughs> for Black Friday beach. <laughs> we need to do a little photo shoot at the beach for Black Friday. We need oh. to bring some cocktails. Girl, that part. Okay, love you. Love you. Bye. We need to record a song. 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 Mom sounds. Bye bye. Shit. 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 Are you mad? Bye bye. Oh. Not yet. Love you, girl. Love you, babe.